power of the Holy Spirit to deliver this word precisely, accurately, with clarity. We pray the eyes of our spirit men would be enlightened, flooded with light, that our hearts would be strengthened. As we feast on your word tonight, we declare that faith will come. For faith always comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Christ. Thank you for the anointed one and his anointing flowing freely in this place tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. I believe I have a good word for you tonight. As I was uh, kind of looking to the Lord on, on what to, to speak on tonight. You know, when you take a subject on authority, you can go a lot of different places and a lot of di- down a lot of different paths and avenues. But I want the right path. I want the right avenue for every service. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so this phrase just kind of dropped into my spirit. I was on my way this morning to go to a, a dentist appointment. wasn't really doing anything spiritual. You know, but you know, you may not be doing some things spiritual, but you can always keep your spiritual antennas up. You can always walk in that close fellowship and, and close communion with the Lord on a daily basis, even as you're going about your day, whether you're going to the dentist or whether you're going to the grocery store. I mean, you can walk up and down the aisles of the grocery store praising God. I mean, you don't have to be real loud about it, but I mean, you can be praying in the Holy Ghost wherever you're at. Amen. Amen. You can be communing with Him. Praise the Lord. So this phrase just dropped in my spirit, and that is, take your place. Take your place. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight, is taking your place. Taking your place. Now, uh, the word place, I looked it up this afternoon, means position. Take your position. It also means residence. Take your residence. It also means to, it, the definition is also seat. So take your seat. Amen. So if we are going to take our place, we need to know what place we're to take. And I think one of the first things is important for us to realize is know who we are. Amen? Know who we are. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, and verse 5 and verse 6, you could turn there if you want to. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, talks about you and I being washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And it says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And notice verse 6. And has made us kings and priests unto God his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So number one, we see that we are kings and priests. We're children of the king. Amen. God looks as uh, looks at us as kings and priests. Yes. And you know, the king's got a table prepared yes. just for you. Right. Amen. Yes. He's got a place prepared for you. So look over with me to Psalm 23. And let's notice this. Take your place. Take your place as a child of God. Take your place at his table. Take your place at his table. Amen. Taking our place at the table of the Lord. Psalm 23, and I think we'll just go ahead and and feast on that whole psalm here for just a few moments. In Psalm 21, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I like the fact that he didn't say, I'm full of want. No, he said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Well, what shall we not want for? Well, anything pertaining to life and godliness that has been given to us because of the exceeding great and precious promises, we shall not want for. Amen? For example, strength. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for strength. Because you see, the Lord is the strength of our life. Because the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want for joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord, what is it? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So the Lord is currently our shepherd. We shall not want. Now notice in verse 2. He makes us to lie down in green pastures, not burnt fields. And he leads you beside the still waters. He doesn't lead us by turbulent waters. He leads us by the still waters. And in verse 3 it says, he restores your soul. You see, because the Lord is your shepherd, there's restoration for your soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now, even though in the next verse we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we do not have to be afraid. We will fear no evil. Say it with me. I will fear no evil because I'm taking my place at the Lord's table. And at the Lord's table... He has made me able, for He has given me faith to live by, to speak by, to walk by, and to rejoice by. Amen. He's made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And the way that you receive what He has made available to you is you receive it by your faith. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now notice in verse 5. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Next verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now let's just feed on this for just a few moments. He prepares a table before us. Now certainly there's going to be a table prepared for us in heaven. But this table that he's talking about, this Lord's table, is right here, right now, in the presence of your enemies. We could say it this way, it's the king's table. And so we have been invited to come and partake. We have been invited to come and eat. But we must take our place at the table. Amen? Take your place at the table. You know, when when someone prepares a meal for you, when Brenda prepares a great meal at Thanksgiving or Christmas time, and the kids are back and the grandchildren are there and other people are there in the house, she's prepared a great table. And she'll call people to come to the table. She'll call all of us to come to the table. Well, if we don't come to the table, we're foolish. If we, You better believe I'm going to take my place. Amen. I'm going to get into some of that gravy. I'm going to get into some of that turkey. I'm going to get in some of that cornbread stuffing. Amen. See, there's a place at the table for Papa. There's a place at the table for all the kids. Amen. Well, God's got a place at the table for you. And the invitation is there. But what we must do is we must take our place at the table. 
We must come to the table and sit. We must dine at the Lord's table. Amen. And once you get to the table, don't be moved by the enemies that may be around you. Amen. Matter of fact, they're actually under the table because they're under your feet. Amen. Amen. Taking your place at the table of the Lord. Oh, and there's so much to partake of on the Lord's table. This table is spread daily. That's why he said over in Psalm 68, 19, that he daily loads us. Now, be honest about it. How many of you have ever been to a buffet and went away kind of feeling loaded? Well, God's prepared a table for you. But if you'll just come and eat, come and dine, hallelujah, you'll be fully loaded daily. Amen. Say it with me. He daily, he's loading me with benefits. There's blessings on the table. You know, there's healing on the table. So I, I want to exhort you and encourage you to read healing scriptures every day. That's, after all, the way that you partake of what's on the table is by eating it. Thy words were found, and I did what? Eat them, and they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Now, for example... Find you some scriptures on divine healing and divine health and eat them regularly. Yes. Eat them daily. Find them, believe them, and speak them, partake of them. See, on the Lord's table, there's healing, which is the children's bread. Say it with me, divine healing, divine health, it is mine. Hallelujah. Partaking, eating, believing, receiving all that is on the Lord's table. Amen. Amen. So what I do on a regular basis, I take about three or four scriptures of healing. Now, you could look from Genesis to Revelation, and you could come up with hundreds of healing scriptures that you could say and you could declare every day. Amen. But you know, you don't always have time for that, and you're not always specifically to do that. But take just three or four a day. Three or four a day. Amen? Now, what I do is I take Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, and I say that, and I read that, and I believe that. What does that say? Well, it says, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet I did, yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I'm healed. Then I'll go over to Matthew 8, 17, where it says, Himself, Jesus, took my infirmities and bore my sickness. Ooh, that's good eating right there. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go over to 1 Peter 2, 24, says, By whose stripes I was healed. Then I'll go over to Galatians 3.13, which says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Then I'll look at Deuteronomy 28.61 and say this, All sickness and all disease is a curse of the law. But thank God, Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I declare in the name of Jesus that I am sickness and disease free. So what are you doing, Pastor? I'm just taking my place. I'm partaking of what belongs to me. Amen? Amen. You can do the same thing with scriptures about your needs being met. Amen. 
Get yourself three or four scriptures about your needs being met and eat them, partake of them, believe them, declare them on a regular basis. Make this, my brothers and sisters, a way of life. See, coming to the Lord's table and partaking of what's on it is not to be a once a week deal. There should be no fasting where the Lord's table is concerned. Amen? Now, I don't want to be a wise guy or anything, but it looks like that most of us eat at least three meals a day. Right? Okay. So instead of, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they to give them their, themselves one cold snack a day or a week. But let's partake of everything that's on the table of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, know who you are. And then know what's on the table. Find out what's on the table and partake of everything that you can. Amen? The word uh, take means accept the status, accept your place. So number one, know who you are. Number two, know where you are. And let's look over at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. And let's look over at the Amplified Version of that. Amen. Ephesians, the second chapter, verse uh, 5 and verse 6 in the Amplified Version. Amen. I talked to a friend of mine today, and I like this little phrase he gave me. He said this, we're not here just to take up space, but we're here to take our place. Amen. We're not here to just take up space, but we're here to take our rightful place. Now notice here in Ephesians, the second chapter, and verse 5 and verse 6, it says, Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ Himself, the same new life, with which quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you do not deserve, did not deserve, that you are saved and delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And that's a mouthful. Notice with me in verse 6. Verse 6. Let's read it together. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him, in the heavenly sphere, by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One. What I want you to pay particular attention to is he gave us joint seating with him. In other words, he raised us up together with him. And made us sit together with him. Joint seating. Oh my goodness. Joint seating. You know, perhaps uh, you've had the pleasure of going to a Warriors game, a Niners game, or a, a Raiders game, an A's game, or a Giants game, and you were, giving pre- you were given preferential treatment. Maybe you were given a seat in a suite. You know, one of our secretaries is going to an A's game, and she's going to have a seat in a suite. How sweet is that? I think it's pretty sweet, don't you? Amen. Having a, that's right, (laughs) having a seat in a suite is sweet. I mean, it's a good thing. Well, glory to God, having a seat 
in heavenly places is much sweeter than having a seat in a suite at a Raiders game. As much as we like the Raiders, as much as we like the Warriors, and by the way, you better pray for the Warriors. It cannot begin to touch what God has provided for you in Him in heavenly places. Amen. Now, a lot of people won't take their seat, even though they're raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. They just cannot accept that. They just cannot believe that God would be that good to them to give them joint seating with Him. And it's because many times people live under a cloud of condemnation. You know, they're sin conscious rather than being righteous conscious. And therefore, they're not partaking of their joint seating with Him. But I'm persuaded of this congregation. I said, I'm persuaded of this congregation. That we know who we are. And we know where we are seated. Amen. Say with me, I've been given joint seating with the King of the Universe. Amen. Look, look at verse 6 again of Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together, giving us joint seating with Him in the heavenly sphere. This joint seating with Him has great benefits. Great benefits. Amen? So in the mind of God, what we need to understand is this. When Jesus was raised from the dead... We were raised from the dead. I mean, even when we were dead in our sins, in the mind of God, when Jesus paid the price and became what we were, glory to God, God did it all for us. And so I just dropped by to tell you tonight, because you have joint seating with Him, you can share in Christ's victory. Oh, glory to God. Now, when did he do this? Look at verse 7. Verse 7, again in the Amplified Version of Ephesians chapter 2. It says, He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come. Oh, hallelujah. Not in this age only, but in the ages to come. The immeasurable, the limitless... The surpassing riches of what? Hallelujah. Your place at the table, your place with joint seating with Him, is all because of His free grace. And the Bible says that you can't measure it. That this free grace that God has given you to take your place is limitless. And it surpasses anything that this world has to offer. It's surpassing grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate. God wants to demonstrate some things through his church. But he's not going to be able to demonstrate some glorious things through his church unless his church takes their place. Amen. Look at your neighbor, all of them. You can see them all around you. Say it with me. I'm taking my place. Amen. So he did this. Then he might clearly demonstrate. Through the ages. 
Now, right now, we're in the age of grace, but there's another dispensation just about to take place. Amen? You and I are going to be caught up. And not only is he going to demonstrate his immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his grace in this dispensation, but in the dispensation to come. Now, notice with me. The surpassing riches of his grace, his unmerited, everyone say favor. favor. See, when you take your place, you're taking favor into your life. Hallelujah. His unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. When the body of Christ, when the church takes their place, What's going to happen is there are going to be some displays of glory. There's going to be some demonstrations of power for the world to see and for unbelievers, amen, to get a glimpse of the goodness of God. Raise your hands with me and say this with me. God's immeasurable, limitless, surpassing goodness and favor flowing through the church see you and I represent him we represent him and he wants unbelievers to see that see what happens when an unbeliever sees the goodness of God you know what happens the Bible declares that that is the goodness of God that's going to lead men to repentance when they see displays of His surpassing, limitless glory to God, immeasurable grace flowing in the church and through the church, they're going to say, hey, how can I come in to the kingdom of God? How can I come in to the family of God? Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So as we take our place then, we are called... From that place of authority, from that joint seating, we are called, as born-again believers, we are called to rule and to reign. We are called to rule and to reign. Now notice with me in Romans, the fifth chapter, and we'll notice in verse 17. Romans 5, verse 17. Amen. I believe I'm looking at a congregation tonight that's taken their place. Amen, amen. Not just taking up space, but taking our place in the grace of God. Glory to God. In Romans, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse, I'll read it from one translation, then we'll look at the Amplified. It says, For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. So we know that that offense was Adam's transgression, right? Yes. We know that that came from his sin and him yielding to temptation. Amen. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. But I love these next words. Much more. Much more. How much more? Mucho, mucho more. Amen. Much more. Now notice. They which receive abundance of grace. In order for me to take my place, I first must receive Abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. Layers upon layers, heap upon heap of His abundant grace. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we sing the song Amazing Grace. 
That's not just a song. His grace is amazing. And His grace is manifold. It is abundant. So much more now, even though Adam sinned and sold us out, much more those who take their place and receive the abundance of grace and what else? And the gift of what? The gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness gives us the ability to live free from condemnation. This gift of righteousness gives us the freedom not to be sin conscious, but to be righteous conscious, to stand in the presence of a holy God, oh hallelujah, without a sense of fear or inferiority, or just as if sin never existed before. Amen. Amen. See, those who don't know that the, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus never, never will take their place. They'll never do it. Because it'll be this sense of, I don't measure up. I don't belong. I just can't do that. Well, I will agree with you. In and of yourself, we can do nothing. But thank God, we are no longer in and of ourselves. We are now in Christ, and Christ is in us, and it is the hope of glory. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. That's shouting ground right there. Thank you, Lord. And so much more, those who receive, say it with me, I receive, I receive. your abundance, your abundance. Of, grace of grace in my life. And I received, I received. the gift of righteousness. Now notice the rest of this verse. Once we receive, once we know who we are, that puts us in a place of reigning. In other words, that causes us to take our place to reign in life instead of life reigning on us. Amen. So much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the millennium. Well, we're going to reign in the millennium, all right. But he's not talking about a future dispensation there. He's talking about in this dispensation of grace. Because you've received the abundance of grace. And you shall reign in life. Because you're well educated. Because you eat a thousand calories a day. No, you shall reign in life by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ enables you to take your rightful place. To take your place of righteousness. Now I want to look at it, the Amplified Version. Is this all right tonight? I know we're just going through scriptures kind of methodically, but you know what? This is feeding your spirit. Whether you realize it or not, tonight you are getting fed. The anointing is flowing in this place tonight. And this will set you free, and this will keep you free. Now, in the Amplified, it says, For if because of one's man's trespass, trespass, lapse, or offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely. I like the fact that they added the word surely in there. Sure. Amen. This is the women's translation. It's the Amplified. It's more detailed, right? Much more surely 
Will those, say it with me, I'm one of those. Will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with God, they shall reign, now notice the King James says, in life, but they shall reign as what? They shall reign as what? Kings in life. Now, you remember our text tonight? That he has made us kings and priests unto God. Kings and priests are called to reign. That's what kings do in their kingdom. Kings reign. Kings are not to be dominated. Kings are to have dominion. Woo, hallelujah. They have dominion over their domain. And my brothers and sisters, where the word of a king is, there is power. Amen. Putting them into right standing with himself. They shall reign as kings in life. Take your place as a king. If you prefer queen, fine. But in Christ, there's neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. Take your place as kings and begin to reign in life. Now notice, through the man Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Amen. How many of you are born again in this place tonight? You've, you are a trophy of His grace. You're called to rule and you're called to reign. Amen. I like the definition of that word reign there. The word reign means to rule. It means to have authority. It means to have royal power. See, we've got royal blood flowing through our veins, right? We are royalty in Him. We have royal blood and we've got royal power. Amen. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. And notice with me in verse 9. This tells us who we're called to be. We're talking simply tonight about just taking our place. Take your place in prayer. Take your place in authority. Take your place with the name of Jesus. Take your place with the blood of the Lamb. Amen? When you get on 880 in the morning, you better take your place. Take your place and plead the blood of Jesus over your automobile. Amen? Take your place. When you put your head down tonight to go to sleep, you take your place in the name of Jesus and you loose the angels all around your habitation. And say, no weapon shall befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. No evil's going to befall us. Neither. Ooh, glory to God. I'm preaching myself happy. And some of you are about to get there. Amen. So we're going to stay with it just for a few more moments. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. This is who we're called to be. But you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. You are his own special people. Amen. Special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into where? 
Amen. How many of you watched the royal wedding? Okay. I watched a little bit of it too. Brenda and I kept texting back and forth, you know. And I texted her a little message. Man, Elton John looks dead, doesn't he? And they may have knighted him, but he ain't royalty yet until he comes into the kingdom of God. Amen. But here's what royalty does. Royalty reigns. Amen. Royalty have a throne, right? Or a seat, if you will, of authority. A seat of authority. That's where you and I rule and reign from. We rule and reign from our joint seating with Him. That's where we pray from. We don't pray down below, down here all infatuated with the circumstances and everything that's going on around us, we pray from our place and from our seat of authority. Amen? Amen? Mm -hmm. Royalty reigns. Royalty have a throne. A seat of authority. We need to do some ruling and reigning from our seat of authority. This revelation that we're talking about tonight will revolutionize your life. Look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and the 17th verse. Amen? So know who you are. Know where you are. In verse 17 it says, read it with me, but he that is joined unto the Lord he that is joined unto the Lord is what? So we are one with him and he is one with us. Amen? So let's just tie up a few of these points tonight. We must know what we have. If we're going to take our place. The scripture says. And I will give unto you. The keys. Well let's look at it. We, we got a few more minutes tonight. Let's look over at Matthew 16. Matthew the 16th chapter. And notice this. Uh, these golden verses here. Man. Whew, when I found out. That I had authority. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he snatched the keys of hell and death, took them from the devil, and then he handed the keys of authority to me. Whoo, glory to God. That made me happy. In Matthew chapter 16, and uh, in verse 19, notice he says, And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, what will happen? See, when you take your place, you know that you have authority to bind and loose. Binding means put a stop to. Amen? We can put a stop to some things in this nation. We can put a stop in some things in this state. But if we don't take our place, and we're not familiar with our keys... 
then the enemy will just run roughshod in this state. Say, not here. Not in this place. We have authority. We can stop some things. We can stop some terrorist attacks. We have the power to bind and the power to loose. Not only do you have the power to bind and to loose and keep some things from happening in this state, you have the power to bind and stop things from keeping them happening in your life and in your loved one's lives. Amen. In your body, in your finances. You do not have to permit the genealogy of sickness and disease that has been running rampant throughout your family tree. Amen. When you came to the cross, you came to another tree. You came to Calvary. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Well, Uncle So-and-so had this, and Aunt Susie had this, and Dad had this, and Mom had that. You don't have to have it. I said, you don't have to have it. You don't have to have it. You can stop it with your keys. Well, you know... My relatives, they've been losing their mind for, you know, the last five generations. And man, I feel like I'm going nuts. Don't buy into that. You don't have to go crazy. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. Yeah, but I came from a long line of alcoholics. Well, the long line of alcoholics stops right here and stops right now. I ain't going to be no alcoholic. I'm only drunk on the new wine. See, whatever you bind, you've got to take your place. You've got to stop some things. Stop some things. In the name of Jesus, stop it here and stop it now. That's acting like a king's kid. That's taking your place. Stop putting up with that junk in your soul. Stop buying into that depression. Depression stops here. Depression stops now. I have the mind of Christ. The jo- oh, glory to God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you stop. In other words, whatever you refuse to permit... God's backing you up in heaven. I said, God's backing you up. Whatever you don't allow, God won't allow. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Charles Capp said years ago, I like it. He says, if bind it, don't fix it. Just bless God, loose it. There are some things that need to be bound. But there's also some things that need to be loosed. Hallelujah. Amplified version and we'll close. It's about 840. I hope you got something out of tonight. Just take your place. That's, that's what the Spirit is saying. Just take your place. Don't wait for Pastor Tom to take your place for you. Take your place. You have a place. You have authority. You have a name. You have the word. Say with me, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, 
And you bind, my brothers and sisters, with faith-filled words. You don't think. You don't, you, know, you don't bind the devil by thinking. No, you'd make some declarations. You declare to be improper and unlawful. It's improper for you to be sick. It's improper for us to be poor. Somebody says, well, I don't have a nickel to my name. I'm not talking about what you have. I'm talking about who you are and what he has to give you. He didn't come all the way from heaven and become poor so that you through his poverty might be rich for us to sit around and talk about how poor we are. Declared to be improper and unlawful on earth. I like this. What is already bound in heaven. In other words, it's already done. Take your keys and activate what's already belonging to you. And whatever you loose, say it with me, whatever I loose, whatever I declare lawful on this earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. Friends, when you loose ministering spirits to go and cause finances to come your way, when you demand the devil to take his hands off your money, heaven backs you up. But when you loose those ministering spirits and you loose what you need here on earth, you are being scriptural. And you don't have to talk God into a notion to meet your need. Every need is already met according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places are ours in Christ Jesus. Amen? So whatever we bind is bound. Whatever we loose is loose. So what have we said tonight? We have said, take your place, take your position, take your residence, take your seat, know who you are, know where you are, and then know what you have. Know what you have and know what you can do. My brothers and sisters, the sky's the limit. We used, Jimmy used to sing that song. The sky is the limit. Remember that? We might have him sing that in September when he comes. Know what you can do. And be confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you, he will perform it. He will complete what he started in you. Let's stand to our feet. Let's make a couple of confessions. And we do want to open the altar tonight. And I'm so thankful for Brother James. Brother James, come and stand up here next to me tonight. And let's believe God together. Amen. Lord, I thank you for speaking to us tonight through your word. And I, I know for some it's, it's, it's water, but it's good water. It's good water. Water the seed. Amen. That's been planted. And Lord, for others, Lord, I, I just pray for that enlightenment to come forth in Jesus' name. Place your hand over your heart and say it with me. Thank you, Master. I take my place as a child of the King. I come to the table of God. And I'm going to eat regularly. I'm going to take large doses. Heavy, heavy meals. 
of joy and peace and healing and prosperity. Thank you, Master, that you've raised us up. You've given us joint seating. Put your hands out like this. And Lord, you've given us keys. Thank you for the name above every name. Thank you that we are royalty. Purchased by the blood of Jesus. And so we take our place of authority in prayer. Of authority in binding and loosing. And we declare Jesus gave us authority to use his name. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and cast down spiritual wickedness in high places. And I render you, Mr. Devil, harmless and ineffective against me, my family, my loved ones, my church, my state, and my nation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we loose the power of God to prevail over every problem we face in Jesus' name. I think we ought to just thank God for what we've heard tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be encouraged to take your place tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Not just taking up space, but taking our place. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace both now and forevermore in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.